Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Dr. Phil. I need you to subscribe to the Humanity Matters podcast. Subscribe today. Send me an email, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. And let's remember to share love, be kind, be generous. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dr. Philip Fletcher. And wow, it is the end of the year, December on the Humanity Matters podcast. I hope everybody is having a great start to the holiday season for uh, my brothers and sisters out there. It's Advent time. It's the second week of Advent. And so God bless to everyone uh, who is worshiping in that manner as they await celebration of Christmas and celebrating the birth of Christ. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? Just a range of topics I want to just hit on. I haven't uh, had the opportunity just to sit and talk and just uh, just go off the dome on just some things I've been thinking about. And if you got a question, you can always email me at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Hey, I'm going to be giving away some stuff. So uh, I'm going to be giving away three things. One is a hoodie, uh, the Humanity uh, Over Division hoodie. Uh, if you want to see what that is, go to my website, philipfletcher.org, and click on the gear tab, and you can see uh, the different gear that you can uh, get access to. But I want to give away a hoodie. Uh, I want to give away a one-hour consult and another one-hour consult. And this is what you got to do. Uh, go to my website, philipfletcher.org. And when you go there, it'll show up a join our list and just put in your first name, last name, and email address. And then the second thing you need to do is send me an email at the Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put thank you. And then in the email, I want you to tell me one person that you are thankful for and why over this past year. So got to do two things. Subscribe at my website. And the second thing you got to do is send me an email at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put thank you. And then just send me a short little message who you're thankful for and why uh, over this past year. And you can have a chance to win a hoodie, a one hour consult regarding leadership, nonprofit, and another one hour consult I'm giving away. So I think that will be uh, pretty cool. So saw some great movies over the last two weeks. One was uh, the movie about Mr. Rogers. I would greatly encourage you, strongly encourage everybody to check that movie out. That movie was pretty amazing. If you want to understand things about uh, the uniqueness of the human being, how remarkable we are, how it's important to be kind and generous to people, I would encourage you to check out Mr. Rogers' movie. It is great. The title, the actual title of the movie skips me right now, but, you know, look it up. <clears throat> you'll be able to see it. The other one I saw was Queen and Slim, a whole different vantage point. Uh, it's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde 
uh, type story set on the backdrop, uh, Louisiana area. Uh, this uh, young uh, couple uh, who get into an altercation with a policeman. Uh, they end up killing the policeman. They're on the run. And that's all I'll leave for you on that. Uh, pretty interesting social commentary regarding policing and the black community and how uh, people respond to it and the uh, just the different things that are going on in that human experience. So I encourage you to check out those two movies, but I am just pumped up next Thursday, December 19th, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. This is it. This is closing out kind of like my childhood uh, with the Star Wars saga, with the story of the Skywalkers, Anakin and Luke and Leia and Han Solo and Chewie and everything that's been associated with that, you know, Darth Vader and uh, the Emperor, the Jedi. And so, uh, like Luke said in The Last Jedi, it's time for the Jedi to end, I guess. It's time for the story to end. So I'm looking forward uh, to seeing that movie and uh, what Mr. Abrams is going to do. Mr. Abrams, I need you to, like, put a bow on this. You know what I'm saying? I need you to put a bow on it because um, these are some very important movies. They're awesome movies. Uh, I think if you look at Star Wars, especially the first three, you know, episodes four, five, and six, that kind of laid the, the framework for all these major movies, you know, universes that you see, you know, the Marvel Universe, DC Universe, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, so on and so forth, like telling these large stories over multiple movies. And uh, so... Uh, Star Wars is going to be pretty awesome. So it's Dr. Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters podcast and just chopping it up today. We've been talking about uh, movies and um, all that good stuff. I want to read to you something uh, from one of my favorite alt authors, Walter Brueggemann. And it's talking about hope. And it's pretty good. So listen to this. And I quote, and this is from his book, uh, The Prophetic Imagination, the second edition. And he says this, the task of prophetic imagination and ministry is to bring public expression those very hopes and yearnings that have been denied so long and suppressed so deeply that we no longer know they are there. Hope, on the one hand, is an absurdity, too embarrassing to speak about, for it flies in the face of all those claims we have been told are facts. Hope is the refusal to accept the reading of reality, which is the majority opinion. And one does that only at great political and existential risk. On the other hand, hope is subversive, for it limits the grandiose pretension of the present, daring to announce that the present to which we have all made commitments is now called into question. The language of hope and the ethos of amazement have been partly squelched because they are a threat, close quote. And that is from Walter Brueggemann and the Prophetic Imagination, the second edition. You can get that from Fortress Press or you can go on Amazon, obviously, and get it. And so uh, imagination is like a huge thing for me. Uh, Muhammad Ali talked about, and I'm paraphrasing, that those who don't have wings don't have an imagination. And so um, how can we fly? You know, where are our limits? Um, and what hope does, according to 
uh, Bruggeman, it, it does two things. It refuses to accept what the majority opinion is, and then it acts subversively, right? It calls into question what uh, we think is normal, the things that people have made uh, commitments to. And, you know, when you announce hope, uh, especially in the face of what is quote unquote commonplace or what is uh, purported to be the norm, uh, you're looked at strange. You looked at crazy. But the the reality is um, when you have an imagination, you're looking beyond what is existing and um, announcing what can be. You know, you're looking at what is um, deemed normal, what is deemed uh, the the tradition. And you're saying, no, it's not this. It's this. And, you know, that's very important. So something for you to think about having an imagination in 2020. What are the things that you need to call into question? What are the things that are said about yourself that need to be called into question? that you thought were the norm, but in actuality, uh, it's a trap for you. It's holding you back. It is diminishing you as a human being made in the image and likeness of God. It's preventing you from living as a um, full human being. And so what things will you be hoping for in 2020? So that got me to thinking as well about individual freedom, individual freedom. So I was reading and uh, Rufus Burrow on personalism, and he talks about how we are created in freedom, that men and women made in the image and likeness of God are created in freedom. The reason that we are created in freedom is because our maker, the supreme personal God is free. And so because the supreme personal God is free, those whom he has made in his image and likeness are free. That's what's like huge. That's why like we are distinguished from every other living being. You know, animals are living beings. Cells are, if you will, living beings. Uh, plants are living beings. Um, but humans are a, a wholly different type of of being because uh, we've been made in the image and likeness of God. And, and as such, we have this freedom. We've been created in freedom. This is Dr. Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters podcast. Now, if you got a question or want to hit me up, just hit me up on email, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. That's humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. We've been talking about imagination and imagination and our freedom. So each one of us have freedom like stamped in us. It's like woven in us. Like we want to be free. If you think about it, uh, persons don't want to be constrained. We, you know, we don't like to be told what to do. You know, if you, if you, if you really think about it, we don't like to be restrained. It's not comfortable. Um, I mean, unless you're choosing to be restrained, but again, that's an exercise of freedom. Um, 
But the fact of the matter is that we want to be free. We want to uh, have freedom demonstrated on a daily basis in our lives. We want to be free to choose what foods to eat. We want to be free to move from one place to another. We want to be free to um, choose what kind of phone to have, what book to read, uh, what person to have a relationship with, right? I think if we really think about it, we want that freedom. So that got me to thinking, I posted on uh, my Facebook page the other night, how that we are created in freedom because we have been created in freedom we have to really think um, using the imagery of a horse rider, right? When I was in the military, uh, I was an armor officer and served in CAV units. And CAV units, one of the things you would get is a Stetson. Uh, you would get spurs. You have to go on this thing called a spur ride. And if you served in combat, um, you got some brass spurs. So I got some silver ones and some brass ones, right? Um, so since we are created in freedom and we have, we have this freedom that we want to run and live our lives to fulfill our, uh, purposes. And so when I was writing on Facebook, I said that, uh, but each of us were not made with a saddle, uh, to be ridden by another, nor were none of us made to use a whip and spurs to master another. It is not natural. It's against freedom to have somebody ride you, okay? Um, to control you, to uh, come and, in a sense, take what is yours for their own purposes or to force you to do things in order that they're benefited and you take the loss, right? That's having a saddle on your back. Martin Luther King says, a man cannot ride your back unless it's bent, right? So uh, we were created not to ha have our backs bent, but that we would stand upright as men, as women made in the image and likeness of God. But also what's not natural is for us to seek ways to control other people, right? Um, it's not natural. It is against freedom. It diminishes not only your freedom, but also the freedom of other persons. If you come up to someone and say, hey, you know what? You're going, I need this to happen. And you're going to help me do it. And if you don't help me do it, then I'm going to get somebody to punish you because you won't do it. So you're like, well, shoot. Hello? Like, I don't want to do that. And I say, well, it doesn't matter. You're going to help me do this. And if not, I'm going to get somebody to punish you. You know, so my freedom has been limited. I've been coerced. I've been pressured. I'm being, you know, manipulated. Uh, as someone takes what is mine um, and uses it for their own purposes. And so that's why I was talking about a saddle and a whip and and spurs uh, that we weren't made to be mastered. We were not made to be ridden like animals, basically, because we're human beings. Um, 
we should be pursuing lives and activities and relationships that are free and that empower us and um, relationships that are so built in freedom and ultimately in love that not only is my life improved, but your life is improved as well. So, you know, there's things I've been thinking about. Uh, you may think differently. I had, um, you know, somebody comment that, uh, you know, in regards to this, that, you know, we've got through history, we've got a lot of uh, despots, a lot of different people who have sought to, you know, enslave people, um, obviously. Uh, slavery was a big thing, still is a big thing around the world. Uh, we've had tyrants, you know, you think of Stalin, you think of Hitler, you think of Mao, you think of, um, Pol Pot, uh, you think about all of these, uh, persons who have come through history and have sought to, uh, force people even to the extent of taking their lives in order for them to accomplish some, uh, greater purpose. And yes, that is a reality. But again, uh, those men and women who have done such things are diminishing their freedom um, as they diminish the freedom of other persons. It's kind of like how hate happens, right? Uh, that when I see somebody and I s hate them, you know, I'm directing some type of uh, deadly language at them or physical violence at them, or I want to enact plans that diminish to take and take away their lives. Um, that hate that is directed at them is not only diminishing them, obviously, but it's also diminishing me as well. And I think when people act in ways that limit the freedom of other people, they are in essence limiting their own freedom as well. So that's just something to think about, chew on. Um, like, you know, it's time to discuss ideas, not people. Um, so that got me to thinking. Uh, I was had uh, rolling over the vacation. You know, Sirius XM gives you this free time uh, to listen to the radio because, you know, they want you to subscribe, obviously. And I, I was listening to Urban Radio and uh, it was Al Sharpton who was on now. I'm not a fan of Al Sharpton, never have been, but I was going across the radio and uh, he was interviewing somebody, Tiffany, somebody, I can't remember her last name. And she essentially said this and it's, and I've heard this many times before, but this day when I heard it, I was hot because uh, what she essentially said, and I'm paraphrasing, is that for black people, uh, we are still being politically oppressed. Uh, our ability to participate in the political system is still being oppressed and we're unable to fully participate in the political system. And I was like, oh, hold, on, hold on a second. You know, like mm, pump the brakes. Right. Because history doesn't bail that out. Like we just had a two term African-American president and President Barack Obama. Right. Got it. So apparently uh, he was able to navigate the political system. To become president of the United States, I mean, he beat Hillary Clinton, 
John McCain, uh, and that senator from uh, Utah. I can't see him right now, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, he's a senator now. Um, I mean, he, President Barack Obama went from senator of Illinois to president of the United States. Like, for real? Black man. We got the Congressional Black Caucus. Black people. Like, mm, think about mayors and governors and lieutenant governors and um, attorney generals like Kamala Harris. She's attorney general, California, right? Um, I think she was attorney general. You had to correct me on that one. But I believe she was. If not, correct me. But needless to say, voter participation, especially during President uh, when President Obama was running his first time and second time was like ridiculous in the black community. So that got me thinking, I'm like, and I started thinking back to the things I've been reading, the books I got on my shelf, people I follow on Facebook and Twitter, thinking about the own things, I, all the things I've written. And I'm asking myself, self, Am I contributing to an idea that the normal commitments, now I'm pulling on Brueggemann, the normal political pattern, economic pattern, the things that's being spoken about, about uh, black Americans, is what she's saying true? Now I know what people show on Twitter and Facebook and, and articles they post. But what do the facts say? What do the numbers say? What does the research say? What is like when you go to uh, the Department of Labor, what do they say about employment? When you go to uh, the number of persons who run for office and who are in office, what do the numbers say? What do voter participation rates say? What does the economics say? And so now, uh, pulling on Bruggeman, I'm about to be like subversive in 2020 because we need a new narrative of looking at where are black Americans today in America? Like the Civil Rights Act passed in 1964, Vital Rights Act passed in 1965. You know, that's a long time. Where are we at? Where are we at in terms of education? Where are we at in terms of our economic situation? Where are we at? Who, what areas of industry are we dominating? We got to look at that. I mean, yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, so if you uh, think I'm denying like racism, I'm not. Think I'm denying discrimination? I'm not. If you think I am uh, denying that uh, people are not facing things uh, that are difficult, I'm not. Uh, that's my work. I see people in difficult situations every day. But is it a woe is me mentality? Is it a the man is still trying to keep me down? I mean, I was hearing that when I was in college back in the the 90s, the man, the man's trying to do this. The man is trying to do that. And when I think about it, I'm like, we in college, 
Now I look back, the number of us in college graduating, and then I look at the number of us and where we're at today, like it's huge. And so I think there's uh, more progress that we need to be talking about and, and less about um, being victims. It's kind of the image that it has in my head is there's that image of that swimmer. Um, he's that one swimmer who won a lot of gold medals and he's got his eyes focused straight ahead. Like he's just swimming, killing it. Right. And then the guy in the lane next to him, uh, you see in the image, he's looking at him. And I kind of equate it like that right now. Like we need to be the guy that's focused forward, not comparing ourselves to the guy in the lane next to us. Like we need to be looking at what's the progress has been made in our community as black Americans. Right. And not really worry about the guy in the in the lane, the white lane or the Asian lane or Latino lane. Right. For a host of reasons, right? Population, cultural differences, interests, a whole host of things, right? I think all those things need to be taken into consideration. And then if you really think about it, if you dig deep, like me as a black American in the South, um, my opportunities are different than a black American who lives in New York or lives in California. I've lived there. Right. Or lives in Kentucky. I've lived there. Or who lives in uh, Georgia. I've lived there. Or who lives in uh, a black American who lives in North Dakota, if there are any. I don't know. Right. Uh, But the point is, even within our group, there's differences. Right. So it's just something to consider. I think we are amazing people. So this is directly to my beautiful black kings and queens out there, regardless of your age. You are amazing descendants of groups who develop science and architecture and medicine. So I think we got to remember that. Something that we got to remember. That is Dr. Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters uh, podcast. Just kind of going off the dome here. been talking about imagination. I've been talking about some movies, talk about freedom as individuals and changing the narrative about what it means to be an American, uh, especially a black American here in America. So, hey, so I'm about to drop off here. It's been good. Uh, be looking for uh, some new content coming up in 2020. Got a book I'm working on, an ebook I'm working on. And it's called Poverty Economics. So, and it's going to be free. And I'm going to give it away to everybody. So be looking for that book in 2020. Been working hard on it. It's called Poverty and Economics. And it's going to be part of a series. And the series called Created in Freedom. That's the main series. And so, Part one is this ebook called uh, Poverty and Economics. So be looking on out for that. And if you go to my website and just get on the list, uh, you'll know when it's coming out. And then you can download it because I just want to give it away uh, and bless people and be a blessing. So you guys take care. God bless. And remember to be 
loving, to be kind, to be generous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So you beautiful people, take care and God bless. This has been Humanity Matters Podcast, discussing and reflecting on theology, philosophy, leadership, and nonprofits. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org, or you can shoot us an email, leave us a comment, email us at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Like us on YouTube under Humanity Matters. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. If we remember to live in hope, We can do the impossible.